Welcome to the podcast of tomorrow, a Futurama podcast where we are talking about season two, episode 14, how Hermes requisitioned his groove back. I am Lindsay Wilson and I am joined as always by my co-host Alex Coons. Alex, how's it going? Hello, I'm good. I feel like we cannot leave him waiting in the wings for that long, though. <laughs> Jeremy is back and specifically requested this episode, which I guess, is, is it any musical, Jeremy? Is that is that the what calls you here? Don't imagine you have any kind of read on me, Alex. Okay? <laughs> Just a man I, of history. I happen to be a fan of bureaucracy in this case. Mm-hmm. And, you know, this one, I think, I think Lindsay and I share, it shares a special place in our friendship, like some of these episodes do. Certainly, yes. I do like that we were just having a pleasant conversation pre-show, and then as soon as Alex speaks to you on mic, you're like, don't assume anything about me. (laughs) Yeah. It's a persona. I'm the co-host of this podcast, Jeremy. I could kick you off right now. Listen, people <laughs> like I, it's I'm I'm like I'm like the wrestling heel of this podcast. Yes. Mm, yes. Yes. A famous rivalry. Do you have any notes on the podcast from your last visit? I know that there was a big unit with the the bird and the ball and all of that. We got some notes from yes. Lindsay. Lindsay relayed some notes, but is there any other th- topics of conversation you wanna you wanna hit on? Honestly, don't be mad, but I actually, no, I don't remember. I was <laughs> listening to the last episode on the way here, but it was a tight turnaround. It was a tight turnaround, okay? Yeah. yeah. Yes, it really was. I don't know if you got to the part where we named dropped you in this week's episode. Um, I don't think so, because that usually does spike my interest. Yeah, I'm pretty early so, on. Oh, last week, we had mentioned that I have referred to you as something of a wholesome cam girl because you perform and people have parasocial <laughs> relationships with you. And Anna and I said, I hope you won't mind me saying this. <laughs> no, it's very true. I don't know how much detail you got into it, but I've had not ex- much. <laughs> I've had ex-girlfriends reach out to me from like 10 years later. And they've suddenly reevaluated our relationship ending based on watching me read children's stories online. And they go, <laughs> I just think you'd make a really good father to my children. Yeah. 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 And it's, it's <laughs> and I, you know, that's not what I'm trying to put out there. But I realize, yeah, I do get strange requests from customers just saying, Hey, I have this friend and and it's, you know, I don't know. A wholesome cam girl is right though, because at the same time. That is my career. It's based off of all these. Basically, I do notice it's women of a certain age who project certain things onto me that support me. It's not really the children. It's really the moms. So So hopefully I can avoid. I don't think any moms listen. Oh, no. Hazel listens to this, doesn't she? Yes. Yes, she does. Oh, that's all right. We have it in check. She only listens when you're on. So she's going to hear this. There you go. Yet another. But um. Yeah, I also no. love that this conversation is happening, presumably in your workplace right now. Of <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but we're after hours. We're after yeah. hours out. It's just me and Kevin who's cleaning up, and we're all good. Kevin has an understanding with me. All right, good, incredible. All right, Alex, how are you? How have you been this week? I've been good. Nothing. Much new has been happening. I've been taking the week off, which is nice. We were discussing the horrible Brandon Sanderson cover of the new book that just came out. <laughs> Jeremy had some Brandon Sanderson takes as the as the local book bookstore employee, I guess. I manage yeah. seller. Yeah, bookseller. But yeah, nothing nothing much. What's new with you, Lindsay? Oh, nothing. School, you know, not same shit, different podcast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, I feel like I never even talked to Lindsay. I just listen to her talk to other people now. Like, all I true. do is listen to her podcast. I don't speak to her directly. This is quite a rare treat for me. 
<laughs> when did we last speak like two weeks ago <laughs> yeah i feel like i've listened to four of your podcasts for every conversation we have though it's crazy oh my god I yeah i'm developing a bit of a parasocial relationship with my best friend <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't think you know me <laughs> after like 20 years oh it's fine anyway all right jeremy why did you want to come on this podcast you said you like bureaucracy is that you know that i'm beginning to wonder that episode? myself uh, no 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 i i don't know why i become so much ruder once i'm on the podcast but <laughs> i'm trying to stave off those thirsty moms but i particularly like this song. i really alex is actually right i i, I do gravitate to, to 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 episodes that have a music a lavish musical number and but i do love you know, also Fry's room with the mm-hmm. owl trapped in the cobwebs, <laughs> the yogurt and the yes. hat. Listen, Lindsay, I think you can attest to this. You went to high school with me. I <laughs> I had maybe not the tidiest locker. And, it would uh, not have been unheard of for you to have a yogurt cap. <laughs> it would not have been unheard of for, you, for me to tell a teacher, look, time makes fools of us all. Mm-hmm. But And I, I wouldn't say my apartment. I'm always just on the edge of acceptability with my landlord. I know how far I can take it. I don't have any owls in the cobwebs but i don't do much more than that you know so i i deeply relate to this level and you know bureaucrats love me bureaucrats are drawn to me it's not just <laughs> it's not just moms watching me do my cam girl stuff it is also very uptight women with buns in their hair you know mm-hmm. i was gonna i was gonna say have you found that your your apartment in somewhat disarray has been intriguing to people like in this episode you know what no because i don't let them see it i don't let them yeah. in Lindsay, have you ever been in my apartment i have never been in your apartment <laughs> that's right it's it's not as bad as i don't need to not have anyone in there but i prefer not to yeah <laughs> it's become very clear <laughs> <laughs> There's been there's been a few people, you know, sometimes my parents uh-huh. will drop off soup or something or, uh-huh. you know, someone has to use the washroom and, you know, the bathroom's clean. You know, I'm. it's not one of those. It's not one of those apartments, but uh, the construction workers often comment on the disarray of my books and such. And, you know, <laughs> none of their business, truly. Yeah. Alex, what did you think of this episode? <laughs> I thought it was pretty good. I liked, I like a big like set piece at the end, like going Mm. to a, it feels like we're going to a new planet, but I guess we're just going to the, the department of bureaucracy or whatever the, the name of the building is. Central bureaucracy. My God, it's the central bureaucracy. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. So that felt exciting. I don't know. The last act felt like very epic animation in terms of Mm. there's like lots of like big pans and you know they're like racing through the through the building so and i thought the musical number was good yeah so overall i thought i thought it was pretty good you like the music does it is it reminiscent of bruce springsteen (laughs) i'm not used to you actually admitting it it, i guess it tells a story doesn't it it does tell a narrative (laughs) well done jeremy you you have my thesis of uh, i only like music with narrative Mm -hmm. no you know i mean it's reminiscent of all the simpsons stuff too where it's like big musical numbers filled with clever jokes you know what's what's not to love and how do you guys feel about paperwork, if I may commandeer this podcast? How is your paperwork, Alex Coons? How's your administrative work and in, in your, what's your job again, teacher or something? Uh, I'm like tech, ed tech <laughs> teacher person. So there's like a lot of, at my last job, there was a lot of bureaucracy. My, mm. my ex-boss listens to this, so I'm sure he knows about all the bureaucracy that we had to go to. But yeah, you know, just like, oh, we need to do this thing. Let's like sit in a meeting to discuss it and Let's like very slowly get it done. Lindsay, does that happen with you? I know that you're at like a very small startup at this point. 
Yeah, not as much bureaucracy <laughs> as there used to be. The yeah. last job I had when I was working at the hospital, like that was a nightmare. It was constantly yeah. just like, please fill out this form so that you can get a contract and you have to fill this out first and you can't get ethics approval until you do this thing. Yeah. It was all, it was a lot of stuff trying to keep people safe, I guess. Who knows? But yeah, no, I, I love this episode very much. As Jeremy mentioned, we both, I think, hold a special place in our hearts for this episode. Alex, you had an all-time prediction for this one where you're just so totally checked out and yet do you remember do you remember how you, what you predicted i was just like yeah, like hermes bureaucracy i don't know yes. very hand his, wavy his predictions are always so half-assed yet they i'm often like honestly yeah like i think he's got it but he has no right to have guessed it because he's making no effort i what very can i do it's, a, it's four words like how can i you know make make huge predictions off of it I mean, I, not to make comparisons, but I do feel like Jeremy would go on a, a lavish description. Yes, I like for for vagueness that can be a little bit accurate because I could go like down crazy rabbit holes, but I choose mm -hmm. not to. Yes, I appreciate it. We're usually on a time crunch. It's fine. So <laughs> the opening caption for this one is "As foretold by Nostradamus," mm. and what about Boop Corner, Jeremy? Do you want to give us the what's the word? The drop. Boop, there it is. Yes. <laughs> okay, well, I, I mean, you had it recorded. I don't know. Maybe it's fresher It's when it's live. It is, of course. Yes. What did you have written down, Alex? I had that freaking cat is back <laughs> once again. Yes. Jeremy, did you make a note for Boop Corner? Did you remember what no, it was? No, I watched okay. this episode on the elliptical this afternoon. To be honest, I assumed you wouldn't have watched it at all. <laughs> You've seen it so many times. <laughs> So yeah, I did have a okay. moment. Should I be taking notes? And I thought, man, that's what these fucking pencil pushing bureaucrats are for <laughs> on the podcast. They're hosting that's it right. every week. They're going to do it. That's right. Alex, this is Felix the Cat Trifles with Time, which we just saw in the Flexo yeah. episode. So once They're again, going back to the is, well, they got nothing new. Yeah. Yeah, nothing new. This is from 1925, as previously discussed. It's the one where he goes back to prehistory, sees some cavemen, sees a mastodon, and then goes back and is like, whew, guess it's better than being at the cavemen at the end. Yeah, so. I'm going to stick in the 1920s, one of the greatest eras of American <laughs> history. Famously, no problems. Yeah. <laughs> yes. All right, so let's just get into it. Yeah, as mentioned, I guess, last week, this is kind of the first Hermes episode, apart from the stuff we saw during the Titanic episode, so kind of fun to see him here. We open up on him welcoming some paper to Stampy Town. Yeah, I, I think, like, surprisingly little Hermes. I guess we get, like, the lore of the, like, bureaucracy number and how he is getting, like, promoted up from 36th to 35th, and we get all of that. But he really is also just kind of, like, sent to a labor camp for most of it and doesn't have much to do. <laughs> but they do sort of flag that we don't know a lot about Hermes when I love this, where <laughs> he talks about the Jamaican way. And then Fry's like, Jamaican? I thought you were some sort of outer space <laughs> potato man. <laughs> yeah. That line has always really made me laugh. I think it's very funny. And for the first time ever, I felt a little bit pedantic about it, where it's like, wait, he's mentioned that he's Jamaican in like four previous episodes. <laughs> or not times. only watching yeah. him like this. <laughs> well, that's what makes it funny. Fry's not paying attention. Yeah, true. True, true. I've never caught it before that he should have understood, though. I guess that's what mm -hmm. I'm getting at. You know, fries, <laughs> fry flies by the seat of his pants. He's got yogurt in his hat, Lindsay. Yes, he really does. Yogurt in his hat and love in his heart or something. Yeah. Yes. And owls in his cobwebs. Yes, exactly. <laughs> 
So Hermes is informed that he is going to be inspected, as alluded to. They're coming from the central bureaucracy to inspect his workstation or something, and he might get promoted. And at the same time that he is discovering this, we hear there's going to be a poker game tonight. I, I, they really do nail all of the like subtleties of bureaucracy. I love that Hermes received a letter saying that he's about to receive a letter, yes. which is, and there, there's like a couple of jokes like that throughout this episode of just like the super redundant, like nothing is actually getting done, like total waste of space that is bureaucracy. Bring Damn. me the forms to have her taken away. Like I do yeah. love the inefficiency of it all. Yeah, so like even when he stamps it in the opening scene, he's like, oh, finally done my last thing. And then like it immediately goes in the shredder and then just refills his inbox. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Okay. So more Zoidberg needing friends that I just want to flag where he's like, Leela, Fry, Robot, whatever you're doing, I'm available. <laughs> Poor Zoidberg. It's just kind of a um, sneaky good Zoidberg episode. Who, who was it? Was it Alex yes. that was kind of coming around to him, calling him the breakout star of the show? He was my favorite. I I remember I I remember the first time I watched the show, he was my favorite, even though he never really has that many central episodes. I think we just have the crustacean in love episode so far, Lindsay. Is that right? Yes, there's one coming up not too far from now that I'm not wild about, but we'll see. You really do gravitate to these like wholesome characters like (laughs) Zoidberg and Marge that are just kind of sweet and trampled. Just the losers. Yeah. (laughs) Sweet and trampled on. Oh no. You're like Marge. You love Ringo Starr. Yeah. Yeah. Ringo. The the nicest Beatle. Jeremy, did you watch the the Beatles Disney Plus thing? I watched part of it. I watched the first two hours of it. Why? Yeah. Just Ringo has so many moments in that where he's just like such a nice boy where he just like shows up. He, uh, like, like the band has broken up. Like, John is, you know, like a disaster and showing up late. And, like, Ringo shows up at like 8 a.m. is like, and I'm here to play drums, everyone. Like, lovely. And this. they didn't deserve him. Like, what mm-hmm. was that? They had once asked John Lennon, Do you think Ringo is the best drummer in the world? And he said, like, I don't even think Ringo's the best drummer in the Beatles. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's a good accent. Yeah. <laughs> Born and bred yeah. in Liverpool, Lindsay. <laughs> yeah. No, I, first of all, I'm astonished you watched it, Alex. I never would have guessed that in a million years, but. I thought it was great. It was like, it was, it was amazing. Yeah. Cause there was no, narrative. Right. It was all, I could like understand what all this music was about. Yeah. Finally, there was context <laughs> to the music. You're so weird, <laughs> <Yeah>. Alex. <laughs> oh my God. I liked it too. I really enjoyed it, but I, I totally agree with you. It's so funny to watch the rest of them just like imploding and he's just like, I'm just here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good stuff. All right. So we get Legola's problematic boss. He's back for the poker game mm. alongside mm-hmm. some other people she used to work with. And a good line from the problematic boss where he says something about his wife. I'm like, that's how I met my horrible wife or whatever. And Leela's like, I didn't know yes. you had a wife. He's like, and my wife doesn't know I have a job. I keep my personal and professional life separate. Very smart to do. Great, great move by the boss. Boundaries. <laughs> yes, exactly. Also, Bender is cheating here. Any thoughts about Bender's x-ray specs? I like that Bender says he needs them for reading stuff on the back of other stuff. Exactly. Oh, yeah, they're prescription. <laughs> yeah, yeah. for reading stuff on the other side of stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah, very good. Um, I, I wanted to note that that the one of the co-workers here is the the imperson the character that we do an, an impersonation of. of True. Welcome to the podcast of tomorrow. Yes. What was his name? It's like Terry. I don't know. Terry. In, in theory, this is the character that we're getting the cameo of once we hit fifty reviews. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Break yeah, his legs. Because <laughs> Layla's like, shut up, Terry. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Wow. So. Yes, after they catch Bender cheating, he inadvertently says something about, like, 
you should be worried about that tapeworm going to town on your insides or whatever. And so that tips them <laughs> off that he's been cheating. I have a good tapeworm story. Oh, God. Um, I, I, I find that <laughs> unlikely. Yeah. Do we want to hear this story? I didn't have the tapeworm, but my ex, Kaya, who was a Survivor super fan, participated in one of the like Survivor ORGs where you like go to a farm for the weekend and they like make you do challenges. And they had a gross food eating challenge that later gave her a tapeworm. Oh, oh my god! Yeah, <laughs> she that she won the she won the ORG though and won like fifty bucks. So I think probably, probably fifty bucks for a tapeworm, not yeah. worth it. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god! How much did she have to spend getting that treated? <laughs> I, I don't know. I didn't follow up. Now, it seems on. much more than fifty dollars, Alex. You know, since this is a future on a podcast, did you find that the like the worm eventually gave her enhanced powers and made her more attractive <laughs> and smart over time? True. We were broken up at this point, so uh, <laughs> oh, I guess not, wow. not my place to say. But again, yeah, she she won the season, so maybe the tapeworm really really helped. True. Yeah. All right, <laughs> we'll, we'll put a pin in that story. We'll come back to it. And most of probably like season five or something like that. I don't yeah, know exactly. when that tapeworm episode comes up. But. Yeah, the results speak for themselves, honestly. Yeah. So Fender goes and hides in Hermes's office inexplicably, and they all go in to beat him up for cheating, and they just completely destroy his office. And I feel like more than necessary, maybe, or Hermes comes in in the morning and they've just like destroyed everything. And clearly Bender's just been lying there all night. <laughs> it's like that he's been lying there all night, just yeah. like waiting for Hermes to get there. And he could have just left the scene. It's very unbender-like. Yes, I agreed. Oh, well, that's all right. I, it's it's to set the thing in motion. Let's not question. Let's not pull at these threads too much. Yes, fair. So yeah, so oh, one of my favorite things about this is when Fry is like, hey, don't worry, we'll watch you clean up. <laughs> <laughs> he says that to Hermes. Yes. Yes. Nice. Yeah. So then Morgan Proctor, who is the inspector, she shows up and obviously not thrilled with this mess. Yes, very good name. And they're like, wow, Hermes, you seem awfully calm. And he's like, don't worry, I have a plan. And then we immediately cut to him being like, I'm going to jump. And <laughs> Uh, and I like that the professor pretty consistently throughout all these seasons, like either wants to eat or steal the organs of his very, the various <laughs> people he knows. Yes. He, yeah. Even with like ancient mummies, he he just wants to eat them in their jerked forms. <laughs> I was going to eat that mummy. <laughs> <laughs> yes. The only thing that seems to talk him down apart from, so the professor's like, use another method that won't damage your liver. But eventually Morgan is like, if you complete your death transaction without filling out a suicide <laughs> permit, then you will be posthumously demoted. Poor guy. And then shaky Hermes is like, sweet something of some place. <laughs> <laughs> I really enjoy his gorilla of Manila and mm -hmm. all those things. They're, 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 they're quite good. Mm -hmm. Yes, I also like when he talks about the green snake. I, I missed that one. What was the what was the green snake? No, I just like how he's always like, I'm this is going like faster than a green snake of a sugarcane tree or whatever. And then like something about I don't know. That's I, I like when he said that they'll bust me as low as a limbo stick at carnival time, which is as low as it goes. Yes. Oh, yeah. I do like that. He just keeps <laughs> explaining it like which is as low as it goes. Yeah. <laughs> you were a lot thinking? of limbo talk in this episode. I was saying you guys should count down the top 10 Hermes great somethings of somethings on one of these episodes <laughs> this See, would have been a prime Emma, example is it too late it's too late it's too late we didn't do the homework i mean so the futurama wiki keeps a list of these <laughs> oh there you okay, go okay rattle some up what are some what are some that's on the wiki what was the one in okay. this episode jeremy do you remember sweet gorilla of manila was one and then uh sweet cow of moscow 
Oh yeah, he said and that one. Sweet something of some place. Oh. And then okay, a wiki. Honestly, I didn't even know that this was his catchphrase. I think that this is <laughs> this is not a good catchphrase. <laughs> <laughs> so he... there is an entire page called Hermes Conrad's catchphrases. Oh, here we go. And Oh, this is so good. Okay. So from the stuff we've covered so far, he has said, sweet lion of Zion, sweet manatee of Galilee, sweet llamas of the Bahamas, sweet gorilla of Manila, sweet something of someplace, great cow of Moscow. <laughs> not bad. Not bad. Well, maybe put that in the Hermes tracker, the catchphrase tracker. Yeah. Yeah. It's nice that we don't have to do it ourselves. <laughs> exactly. Hermes, you need a Hermes segment. You need a Hermes corner. I like sweet manatee of Galilee. That's I, the more esoteric the places, the better. Yes, yes the different corners. We have so many corners now. It's a, like a yeah. 12-sided room. <laughs> a good podcast is a series of discrete segments stacked on the top of each other until two hours happens. I don't know. That's right. That's right. I saw something recently that was like podcast host 40 minutes in. Like, well, I guess we should just get right into it. <laughs> yeah, we've been, we've been particularly bad with that recently, Lindsay. I know. So bad. You guys Last are like talking about so your bad. dental hygiene and your preambles. Yeah. How's, how's your dental hygiene? You know what? It's not bad. I, there was like a, there was a year there where just like my teeth were just falling out and. Oh my uh, God. I know. Was, I remember just getting one ripped out with like pliers because the dentist Yuck. is like, you might die of an infection. What was the cause? So listen, I don't know. <laughs> you're, you don't have a sponsor that's Macintosh Toffee, do you? Because I don't want to get you <laughs> as in trouble. As far as I know, no. So, check the spam folder. Certainly when I was, won't now. <laughs> when I was, well, that's it. That I'm taking this one off the table. So this is a trade-off. You can always cut this out, Lindsay. But when I was 25 living in Halifax, making about $80 a week, I was very poor. But I still bought some expired Macintosh toffee from Shoppers Drug Mart. And it was cold. It was a cold day. It was February. And I needed some consolation. I was freezing. There was a while until I got home. And I took a bite of the Macintosh toffee, heard a sickening crack. And then I oh just remember God. going, I felt inside my mouth. It felt okay. And I just remember thinking, well, hopefully that's okay because I literally have no access to dental care. And then four years later, I went to the dentist and, you know, there was like the small crack that slowly over time expanded, wow. got infected. And then one day I was just like the worst you know, a couple weeks of my life. At your 30th birthday. <laughs> yeah, I was on my 30th birthday and I also broke up with a girl on my 30th birthday. Oh no. While waiting for treatment for a horrible tooth infection, <laughs> just as the waiters were bringing out my special birthday ice cream and singing a song to put antlers on my head at the restaurant going, happy, happy birthday. Da, 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 da. Uh, it was, it seared bad, into my memory. Time. It was not yeah. a good birthday, but yet, yeah. I went to work later the day after the antlers still on from the birthday, <laughs> the antler. I never took them off. It was just such a whirlwind. Actually, I do dress very elaborately every holiday at Christmas. I, I wear Christmas suits. Women, sometimes old ladies come in and take pictures of me. Like I once got stopped at a Tim Hortons at Christmas time. And a lady was like, you're the man who wears the suits. And my brother who didn't know I did this was like, what is your job? That old lady stop you at coffee shops <laughs> saying, oh, you wear Christmas suits. So anyway. I think, uh, we've podcasted with Jeremy like 10 times. I think this is the highest number of times he has like flexed about how many like elder women and like yeah. women who are looking to have children, like how appealing he is to, to this demographic. Christmas mm. is my mating season. I'm single and ready to jingle, ladies. And he wears antlers. All right. <laughs> 
Yes, I wear antlers and I can use them in the most creative ways possible. Yikes. All right. Well, Jeremy, we have a lot of spam emails that you might be interested in of people, people, people seeking company during the winter time. Yeah. yeah. Make it, send them my way, forward them. All right. Okay. <laughs> Incredible. I have, I don't know where we were. It's okay. So if I could get this podcast back on track, for God's sakes, Lindsay. <laughs> for God's sake. Sweet something of something. He's shaken. Mm-hmm. Morgan takes over yes. and she starts off, you know, busting down on the crew. And, and and then Leela at one point remarks, what is this, high school? And then she goes, locker check, which then leads mm-hmm. to the, Alex, walk us through this, the locker check gags. Yeah, we look at a couple of different lockers here. We have Leela's, who is, whose locker is not in alphabetical order because the zipper wasn't at the bottom. That was probably my favorite gag from, yeah, that's a good from one. the that's segment. A good one. We have Fry with the, the yogurt cap. Yeah, but Bender has just like a single like nut, lug nut or something <laughs> like at the top. And he's like, hey, some guy, times a guy gets lonely. So mm-hmm. We also skipped the part where... There, so Hermes has been sent off to a spa planet or whatever to relax oh, and Morgan sorry. has taken over. But we skip the part where Morgan is complaining to Leela about like, why did your last whatever, your last delivery take twice as long as scheduled? Leela's like, oh, well, Fry had his head stuck in a crater and Bender is having a drinking contest with the autopilot. He's like, I almost had him, but we ran out of olives. And she's like, I can explain. And Morgan goes, you really think you can explain how you left port without a full complement of olives? <laughs> That's great, right? That's great, right? I, I like that she asked how long the head, yeah, the head crater interaction was. Yes, yes. During this period of head crater interaction. Yeah. yeah. Very good. And like, and it's, it's during the locker check that we see the yogurt cap. And that's when we discover that Morgan's into it. She loves fry being, being filthy. Yes. He's like, I thought you were anti-dirty, not pro-dirty. And then she says, if you tell anyone about us, I'll deny it. And Fry says, just like every other girl I've dated. Did you two have lockers at your uh, single (laughs) room schoolhouse? Yes. Yes. That's why we were saying that Jeremy would definitely have been a candidate for a yogurt cap. (laughs) Teachers who weren't my teachers just glimpsed my locker and intervene. And they say, this is your lunch hour now. You're straightening out your locker. (laughs) And they would just stand over me and force me to tidy my locker. To no end, Lindsay. I feel like your locker was in in pretty good order. Did you? Yeah. you uh, if I did, you have like Orlando Bloom pictures in there or anything though? No, no pictures of anything in my locker. I like to keep. It did tight. you actually use it? Uh, lockers were like we had them, but nobody used them. Yeah. Really? I, I think we had to use ours. We weren't supposed to carry all our crap around with us. You know what? In middle school, I did, but in high school, I didn't. In high school, I just realized I should carry everything in a backpack so I never forget anything. And then that's what we did. Yeah, and then people just called my backpack the Vortex, and then... Yeah, your backpack (laughs) and binder were both a nightmare, as I remember. Yeah, exactly, very Fry-esque, and like literally my guidance (laughs) counselor, who couldn't name me, but just saw me (laughs) and remembered my backpack, and was like, oh no, are you still like that? And I was like, yeah. We didn't use our lockers at all, and there was just one that everyone would like throw their empty soda cans into. One locker was just the designated soda locker? Yeah, and that was really the only one that got like any use. Wow. That's such a don't you guys have like recycling faci- like bins? We did, but we were like we were horrible seventh graders, so uh... we just chucking into the, the locker. I remember one year my locker was like at the other end of the school from everyone else in our grade, Jeremy. Are you job was this middle school? No, in high school. <laughs> it was like right by where the like the tech lab was. 
Like well, the, you know, you're just you're hard to be around, you know. Like yeah, it's just, you were one of those. <laughs> put her kids by the that, tech lab. Yeah, put her by the tech lab. Yeah. You were like one of those kids that went like, "Oh, the curriculum's not good enough. I'm going to do an independent study. Like I'm going to have my own special <laughs> self-designed class." That's right. <laughs> Stand <That's by> it. <laughs> All I can say is that I definitely <laughs> learned more from that independent study. Clearly, I was a good instructor. <laughs> <laughs> maybe the teacher should have been more like you that's right <laughs> jeremy also makes fun of me because i insisted on being switched to a better french class because i felt like my education was being subverted <laughs> yeah she protested her way out just because our teacher had a very unconvincing french accent yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh god all right it's fine to get this podcast back on track <laughs> Leela gets demoted below the autopilot and she's like that drunk and Fry gets promoted to an office next to Morgan and Bender is put in charge of coordinating the professor's bodily functions. That's a full-time yeah. job. Yeah. Fry promoted to an executive delivery boy who no longer has to make any deliveries, which yes. seems on par for executives. <laughs> really tickled me that Fry's like, yeah, because he's the only one who got good news. So he stands up and tries to get a high five. No one will do it. And Morgan's like, Mr. Bender, would you high five him so that we can continue this meeting? And on the rebound. <laughs> meeting adjourned. <laughs> meeting adjourned, yes. And also Zoidberg when he's like, this Morgan, she scolded and hit me. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you, she's at risk. She's risking our friendship. Yeah, so good. So good. Yes. Anyway, so later on that night, Morgan comes to Fry and Bender's apartment because a skunk knocked over her garbage and all she could think of was Fry. <laughs> <laughs> and that's when Bender catches them. Yes, this is our glimpse at Fry's disgusting apartment with the owl and the spider web, which Jeremy, you seem very tickled by. <laughs> well, it's just relatable content, you know. It's just what, you know, it's a. Uh... But I do like Bender getting stuck in the loop where he's like, yes. for once I was blind, but now I see. That's <laughs> out of the bag now, and he just can't stop. Yes, I was going to say, Jeremy, I suspected you would have enjoyed this part. I'm sure we've talked about it many times in the past. We used to quote this episode a lot, but that one always makes me think of you of just like, I was blind, but now I see. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's stuck in a loop. And also, I, I love after that when he goes to confront them in the morning and he's like, it's a forbidden fruit angle that everybody loves. First, I'll say, <laughs> you'll never guess who saw Fry and Morgan doing it. And they'll say, who, Bender, who? <laughs> <laughs> I do love that he thinks that the interesting thing was that he yes. saw it happen. Yeah. <laughs> it really was lovable old Bender. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah, so Morgan shuts him down and sends his brain off to, or his memory or whatever, off to the central bureaucracy. And he was a bad robot. And Fry says, no, he was a bad friend. <laughs> yeah. Very sad to see Bender get all of his personality removed, all of his memories mm -hmm. removed, and he's just standing there wanting interface. to bet. Yeah, very sad. Mm -hmm. Yes, very sad. And so they all decide they're going to go on a mission to central bureaucracy to get his brain back, even though since he lost his brain, he's become all quiet and helpful and they need to fix him. <laughs> yeah, everyone was just like, we need to get him back. And then they're like, why? And then she's like, oh, those arguments aside, we're going uh -huh. anyway. <laughs> exactly. Alex, I thought of you, and I'm sure you didn't clock this, it's just the sickness of doing podcasts that made me notice it. But the professor says, a friend of mine went completely mad just trying to find the washroom at the central bureaucracy. And I thought, I've never heard an American person say washroom. <laughs> yes, I've never said washroom before. You've never said washroom? Yeah, I've talked about this with so many American people. They say restroom or they say bathroom. They don't say washroom. And I restroom never say restroom. is so funny to me because I'm just it's so like, American. I just imagine someone leaning against the toilet, just panting like, oh, <laughs> so every restroom. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Finally. 
Yeah, no, we don't say restroom and you guys don't say washroom. I, I don't say restroom either. I find restroom to be like pretentious. I'm a, I'm a bathroom guy. Mm-hmm. Fair, very fair. But yeah, I was surprised to hear it in this show. I pegged Alex as more of a shitter guy going like, where's the shitter? <laughs> I'm going to the shitter. Oh, no. I can't even. Uh, I can't. I can't imagine you that way. <laughs> All right. So moving on past this washroom tangent, we past are on a time wa- crunch, need I remind you. Past this bathroom <laughs> talk. Classic Lindsay. Oh, my God. There's so many sirens every time we record. I apologize. To the I can actually hear that one. Wow. Yeah. It's yeah. It's coming one. through. Yeah, every time I record. Okay, so meanwhile, we get a little diversion here where Hermes is at Spa 5. He's been sent there. It was recommended by Dr. Zoidberg. And it turns out this is actually a forced labor camp. And a lot of people there were recommended specifically by Dr. Zoidberg. (laughs) There's one Australian guy there who's like, I don't know why I go to him. (laughs) It's a very bizarre tangent. Like, uh, I don't quite Mm -hmm. understand why Zoidberg is like the number one recruiter, I guess. (laughs) Yeah, it's very strange. It's very bizarre. And Hermes can't help himself. He's like, this is super inefficient. These carts come in empty and it's so inefficient. And the Australian guy's like, what? Like, this is the closest we get to sleep. And then they decide that instead they could be bringing in heavy mining equipment. <laughs> yes. Pushing it instead. I do love at the end, it's like, you know, he, he makes it run so efficiently that the whole labor camp is run by a single Australian man. Yeah, and you can't help too. but just think of that poor man. Yeah, it's so good. So meanwhile, they're at the central bureaucracy place waiting in line, and it's clearly going to take forever. There are some people there. Who, there's a really old man who's still waiting for his birth certificate. This, this is well done, I think, of how long you have to wait to get into this place. Even the line bumping back and him going, oh, great. Some, someone gave birth. Somebody had a baby. <laughs> yeah, that was one of my yeah. favorite jokes of the episode. Yes, very good. So they basically just pretend that they are delivering a robot. So they show up with Bender and he, whatever, he's like, I am Bender, please insert Girder. And they're like, whoa, looks like we got a new office cut up. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So anyway, we also meet the guy with the slow mobile, Jeremy. <laughs> you like the slow mobile oh. guy? You know, I can't help but wonder, did they just kind of rip off of the Austin Powers gag, though? They're like, no! I don't remember that at all. Is this pre-Austin Powers? When, no. when was Austin Powers? Austin Powers is late 90s. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And there's like the guy in the forklift going, or like he's like sees the forklift coming. He just goes like, no. I think get out of the way. It's the exact same joke. I think you're onto something. I think I'm onto something. Well, uh, coming back. Just get out of the way. That's right. I do like he. It is a little different because he's on the thing and he's like, get out of the way. My slow mobile is going (laughs) to crash. (laughs) And then he just gently nudges the boxes in the end of it. Yes. Yeah. Yes, very good. I do like it's almost like a dungeon crawling. They're making it through there. And then they even have like, what is it, the beholder? Do you guys? Yes. You de- yes. Yes. Yeah. Like, <laughs> uh, yeah. So, I mean, it is kind of like they're progressing through a layer of bureaucracy. Mm-hmm. I do like that. Yes. I had to Google what this thing was. I knew it was a D&D something because I've looked this up before, but was not familiar with it. For shame. Yeah, yeah. Alex, did you know what this was already? I did. I didn't know the name of it, but I knew it was, you know, a Dungeons and Dragons monster with many eyeballs. And I like that he just turns out to be a, a bureaucrat who's asleep at the job. Yes, <laughs> very good. I also enjoy Leela being like, we'll follow something to the central filing office with my wristle jackamator. <laughs> <laughs> Her wristband can be used for so many different things throughout the. They just kind of just let it do whatever it needs to do sometimes in these episodes. Yes. And so this all culminates with the a very epic musical number where everyone gets a central filing. They see the master in pile and Morgan's also there. Fry 
officially breaks up with her (laughs) and they say like well it would take some sort of automatic sorting machine to find Bender's brain and Hermes very epically appears you rang (laughs) requisition me a beat Yes, exactly. So they basically say that, like, since he reorganized this labor camp, Hermes has rediscovered his love of bureaucracy and <laughs> he's going to sort the in pile. And number 1.0 shows up to be like, if you can do it before we close at 1 p.m., then you know, I don't know, you can keep his brain or something. <laughs> I love that they're closing at 1 p.m. between the, the long line and closing at 1 p.m. It's very bureaucratic. I never get tired of the bureaucrat jokes, like, honestly. And yeah. I do love that he's like, up, up, up. Don't quote regulations. I (laughs) co-chaired the committee that revised the color of the, you know, the binder the regulations were kept in. We kept it gray. So good. Yeah, and they they tell him he has like four minutes to sort this in pile, which definitely has thousands of tubes in it. And there are roughly four minutes left in the episode because I checked. Because <laughs> that's how oh, I am wow. as a person. And this song is so good. It's just so catchy. Amazing. So good. Amazing. It was stuck in my head all night after I watched it. <laughs> I love it. I, uh, I'm i sad Zoidberg didn't get his thing at the very end where he's, uh, even when I was <laughs> Now it's time for my song. <laughs> <laughs> he has yeah. these nice little moments. Yeah, Zoidberg does this episode. I'm shocked that Zoidberg isn't the fan favorite of everyone. Like, I, I remember watching the first time and just being like, oh yeah, Zoidberg is like the funniest one here and everyone must really? love him. <laughs> I laughed out loud when you called him the breakout star of the season or whatever. Like, I was just like in Sobeys, you know, and I just was like, oh my God, of course Alex is... <laughs> Cotton to this squid. I can't. I'm honestly shocked that that is not the the common take. I think Zoidberg is by far the best character. Don't get me wrong. I like Zoidberg. I my second my second email domain name was Jesus Zoidberg at yahoo.com. Oh my god. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because well, he does appear as the Lord in something. I can't remember. Was is that the B episode? The royal. I can't remember. I've seen the imagery a lot though. Yeah. It was on my MSN display picture as well when we used to chat. So. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I think the part that is the most intrusive from the song that just kept going over and over in my head last night is like when Leela's like, they said, I probably shouldn't fly with just one eye. So good. Oh, Kathy Seagal so good. I, I, yeah. I often just think of that like, what is that? Well, when push comes to shove, you got to do what you love, even if it's not a good idea. And I've said Everybody's that to people when they ask me why I'm doing stuff. And I say like, yeah, oh, we'll push, you know, to no one because they won't get the reference. Like when push comes to mm-hmm. shove, you got to do what you love, even if it's not a good idea. Yes. They pro- yes. And I also like when he's like just the grade 19s and then Morgan has to be like, Jamaica. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty well written song too. Like I, I, I think back to the whole, man, I almost, no, I'm trying to like hesitate from doing the song because that's like my tendency to do with all these things. But technically aren't I, I thought, originally going into this episode well that's okay i can sing this song because he's just an outer space potato man but eventually (laughs) i did realize he was jamaican and so i'm gonna stay away from it but uh, all this to say it's a banger of a song yes yes very good and basically they decide like all right we're good to go and Hermes still gets demoted because a good bureaucrat never finishes early and he finished with two seconds to spare (laughs) and morgan is like you forgot i'm still in charge fry is fired but it turns out that Hermes found a form that Morgan filled out incorrectly about her high school prom date, a date which ended in regulation disappointment. She only stamped it four times because she was young and reckless. Yes. I do love the idea of her just being like, whatever, I'm only going to stamp it four times and just mm-hmm. being carried away yeah. with her terrible date. Oh, yeah. man. The bureaucrat yeah. jokes are so good. I wish they would go back to the bureaucrat plan in future episodes. Yeah. 
Yeah. They say that Hermes is technically correct, which is the best kind of correct. And he is re-promoted, but I think he's still lower than he started. What about this episode was the connection between you two? Did, was it just like you quoted it at each other all the yeah. time? Or, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah that quotes. in Atlantis. Have we done the Atlantis episode? No, that's in, I think, two episodes from now. Okay, know. well, You're that also one, welcome to join. <laughs> we did that one. We quoted that episode so much that literally one of our friends is still angry about it with me and says out. yeah but for being left out all the time and she's like i'm sorry i'm not fucking Lindsay, and i don't know every episode of <laughs> oh and i was like man it's just like can't we have a thing like we you know we had a you and i had things that Lindsay wasn't involved in it was very strange you should send this link to her. Send the link to the podcast. I'm like, by the way, I'm now I'm now uh, talking about Futurama on a podcast with Lindsay. Futurama still. Jeremy, I'll, I'll start with you. Who do you think are the winners and losers of this episode? You know, it's it's interesting. It's definitely not the Australian man, uh, but I will <laughs> I say he's a loser. loser. Yeah, he's the biggest loser. Is that part of the episode too? We did. Whoever is the loser, yeah. Oh, okay, cool. I, yeah, right. But I think Hermes, because this kind of goes through that hero's journey of he's on this path, he gets knocked off of it, he has to rediscover what he is, he reignites his passion for bureaucracy. Mm -hmm. He realizes it's not about the grades, he just loves making things more efficient. I mean, they, in a way, he doesn't, does he, though? But uh, yeah, I think this is, and then he comes back and he saves the day. I think Hermes is the clear winner for this one and he, he actually surprisingly good singer yeah yeah no, I think I agree he seems like the obvious winner where he's reigniting his passion for bureaucracy the obvious loser is the Australian man who's pushing yes. heavy mining equipment for the rest of his days Alex anything you want to say in this? no I think I, I think everyone else is pretty neutral like Bender loses memory but then gets it back a potential loser is Morgan of being demoted mm -hmm. due to mm -hmm. her high school bureaucracy errors true but, she gets I taken mean, away we don't know what happens to her after that that's true I, but it's hard to imagine that it's worse than the forced labor camp. Mm -hmm, true. Maybe that's where she goes. I, you know, Fry's <laughs> kind of a sneaky winner of this episode. He gets a torrid affair and he gets a temporary promotion and then eventually he gets brought back on at severely reduced pay. Like, I think not a bad episode for our boy Fry. Rescues yeah. his friend Bender, you know. Continues to live in squalor. Like, you know, he's fine As living he in his... Yeah. Okay. So... We've already watched it, but Alex, pretend that you haven't. Next episode, yes. a clone of my own. Did you write down what you thought it might be about? I did not, but something to do with clones. I think I probably would have guessed that this would be a fry clone, and I don't know why I would have thought that, but some sort of fry clone misadventure. Was that was that good enough for you, Jeremy, or was that too half-hearted? <laughs> yeah, I think you really captured the half-assed way you usually do it when you don't know. <laughs> So yeah. I think that yeah. was perfect. You really, you're just like, oh, I don't know. You always yeah. like, don't, we, you do the segment every time, but you seem to hate <laughs> the segment. That's all I'm saying. It's like, don't do the segment if you don't like guessing. <laughs> do I like guessing? I, I, we just never follow up on it. I guess there's like a light, like, oh yeah, it was about a clone. Like, I think you guys, sh I think this is the thing. You should follow up and keep a batting, a Blurns ball average of like okay. how Alex is doing. Jeremy, let me yeah. give you um, Simpsons season 34. Let me give you the title of a Simpsons episode. And okay. then you can take a shot at it. Okay. okay. From Beer to Paternity, season 34, episode 7. Okay. Okay. So I think this is where Homer is, wait, no, Homer's contacted by a child he didn't know he had. And it's from some sort of maybe they've gone on to be, he doesn't really want them in his life, but they've gone on to be running a, a duff 
a beer company. They've ascended to Grey Heights. They get him access to free beer. And so he's conflicted between the need for free beer and to, you know, avoid the responsibility of this new child. I don't know. It's half-assed. But I'll tell you this. (laughs) I gave it my best shot. It's detailed. And also, season 34, it doesn't deserve any better than that. Like, honestly... (laughs) The brief description of it, it's pretty close. It says, when Homer becomes Duffman's girl dad hero, I don't quite know what that means. Oh, I guess no. the he becomes the hero of Duffman's girl, I guess. Well, they a go girl on a road dad trip is with... like someone who's the dad of a girl. So maybe he's like, I, I respect you for having a daughter, the way you interact with your daughter. Yeah, maybe. I see. So Duffman starts <laughs> respecting Homer. I see, yes. So Duffman starts respecting Homer. They go on a road trip with Lisa that threatens to expose Homer, Homer's terrible parenting. Hmm, I see. Uh, so he thinks that he's going to be a good girl dad, but he's not. Yes. I see. A question. I Who do you prefer, Slurms or Duffman? Which is the better mascot for beer or drink? Slurms McKenzie. Slurms McKenzie. Slurms McKenzie. <laughs> okay. What about you, <laughs> Alex? I like that Slurms is like an actual hero where, you know, he like sacrifices himself uh, to, to help the gang like escape from the Slurm Queen. So I like that. I it's surprising like how much pathos they packed into Slurns McKenzie where he's yes. pigeonholed in as this party women wham wham wazzle but then he's just like I'm just so tired <laughs> yeah. okay don't invite too many people you know like I do like that where Duffman is always just playing that character I do think Slurms is a more even like he actually interacts with the girls that are like you know these shameless sexist caricatures but like he really sees them as people and he's like, girls, just serve me well over these 50 years. When has <laughs> Duffman- There'll be other patties for you. Yeah, his babes. Meanwhile, yeah. when has Duffman ever even so much as acknowledged the women that work with him, his coworkers? I don't mm. know, it just says everything. Their body language, they're not comfortable around him. They don't talk to him. Meanwhile, yeah. Slurms has this, they're loyal to him. They're willing to die for Slurms. Slurms <laughs> is a beautiful man and a great boss. I assume he's hey, he they're in his employ, but I don't know, maybe not. Yeah, maybe not. Yeah, all right. Well, I think that was a good example of how to be more enthusiastic about. <laughs> all right. Well, we'll we'll do it for at the end of the next episode because. Uh... Okay. Spoilers. Jeremy's going to be here for that one too. So yeah, I guess that's the last thing we do. Alex, how can people get in touch with us? podoftomorrow at gmail.com and at podoftomorrow on Twitter. We're getting more bots on that account. So uh, follow along to (laughs) help even out the, yeah, to help even out our bot human ratio. Incredible. (laughs) Yes. And you can hear more from me over on BoJack Horse Pod. This week I was also on the Crime Scene podcast over on Reality TV Wrap Up. So you can check that out if you want. Jeremy, is there anything you'd like to plug before we go? What's going on in the bookstore these days? Any any holiday setup? Any good readings recently? There, there's some there's some there's some good ones right now. There's Meowster pieces. It is someone <laughs> inserts. It's a picture book for children. It's a it's a it's like a rhyming story, and it's all of it's just like kind of chubby cats inserted into famous pieces of art. And you would think, oh, that's kind of tacky, but literally, if you just go around talking about the book, just women in the bookstore will just buy the book. I just keep selling out of Meowster pieces. I don't know. I guess the bookstore people attract cat lovers, you know, like the bookstore, it's it's a lot of cat people. Sure. All right, well, that's that's Jeremy's book review of the episode. Also, you can find me on the podcast. It's where I give cool fitness tips, you know, just like little <laughs> things you can do to tighten up, just get an extra 5% out of your workouts, just little tips. Oh my God. 
Incredible. You did mention right. an elliptical happening. So True. I'm on the elliptical. I'm in the best shape of my life, Alex. <laughs> but yes. Yeah, so thank you so much, Amy, for being here. And we will see you all next week. See you next week. Bye.